Hello, I'm John Foster, and welcome to Inside Holiday Letting, a podcast series from Sykes Holiday Cottages. Today's episode asks the question, just what is holiday letting? And is now a good time to invest and build a business? Joining us in this episode are experts from across the country, and we're all online and socially distanced. And I'll start by handing over to our team of industry professionals to introduce themselves. Hi, everybody. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me along uh, to be a guest on this podcast. My name is Vanessa Warwick. I'm a full-time residential landlord. I've been investing in property since 2004 and co-founder of the Property Tribes Forum, which is one of the busiest and most engaged property communities in the UK. Hi there. Well, I'm Bob Atkinson. Um, I'm an independent travel expert. I cut my teeth working for everybody from Thomas Cook to British Airways and Monarch Airlines through to the Money Supermarket Group with the price comparison brand Travel Supermarket. And um, over the years, I've been lucky enough to do a whole range of uh, uh, work in the UK travel industry. And uh, in recent years, I've contributed to things like the BBC with uh, spots on things like uh, Rip Off Britain and Watchdog, ITV This Morning, various BBC and other commercial channel radio shows, really concentrating on, on, on advice. How can people make the most of their money when they're travelling on their trips and their holidays? Hi, so I'm Rachel Brennan. I'm Sales and Operations Manager of Sykes Holiday Cottages, so one of the market-leading booking and marketing agencies in the holiday let sector. And I have over seven years of experience within the holiday let sector there. I quite regularly go up and down the country to farm shows, trade shows, um, speaking to our property owners and telling them the, the great benefits of getting into holiday let and, and how they can really boost on revenue and income. Thanks, everyone. Let's just get down to basics here. What what would we say defines a holiday let and how does it differ to a long-term let? So a holiday let is typically um, let out to holidaymakers and it's let out for a short duration. So from anything from a couple of nights to a few weeks, the maximum sort of duration that sites would let out a property is for 28 nights. A long-term let is typically let out to tenants, and this is more where it's becoming their main residence for maybe six or 12 months, so more sort of um, permanent uh, sort of fixture there. Holiday lets are typically furnished and furnished to a good standard as well because a lot of people out there are wanting to go, uh, you know, to a property of their dreams. You know, they're wanting to go to a property that they can only dream of owning potentially one day and some features that they don't have in their their own home. Um, The sort of benefits of, of holiday letting in comparison to to long-term letting is there's less wear and tear on your property. You know that your property is getting cleaned on a regular basis and thoroughly between every guest stay. There's better maintenance there. Um, and that's all just providing you better protection for your investment, really, especially when it comes to potentially selling that unit, as well as you get the added benefit of regular access to your property and you can get to use that property from time to time yourself. And Vanessa, what about the tax implications on a holiday let? Yes, HMRC have a very um, definitive definition of what constitutes a holiday let. And uh, they state that you must let the property commercially as a furnished holiday accommodation to the public for at least 105 days 
per annum. Also, I guess there's the definition uh, from a lender's point of view, if you need to take out a mortgage, you would require specialist uh, holiday let finance. And also from an insurance point of view, you would require specialist holiday let insurance. So it's very, very different to letting out um, to a long term tenant. Um, It's very much uh, regarded as a trading activity rather than investment. And for that reason, it has a number of uh, favourable tax benefits as well. And Rachel, how many holiday lets are there in the the UK at the moment? Is, Is it a number that's going up? Yeah, so there, there is around uh, 300,000 properties in the UK that we believe um, are holiday let and on some scale. Now, some of that may be part of a, of a unit, maybe some rooms as well as entire properties as well. Now, 19,000 of those are already let in with Sykes um, up and down the country there as well. So that number is going up um, each year there. And is it a fractured market or are there dominant players in the industry like you know, do-it-yourself letting versus agencies and I suppose now online letting too. There are a number of players uh, in the market out there and they're ranging in both speciality size from big to small to local to national sort of agencies. Um, however, there are some clear leaders with it within all of those markets. It's important to understand the specialities um, of the different platforms, especially when you're choosing who to let with um, just to ensure that they can cater for all of your requirements. Um, the likes of Airbnb, Booking.com, um, Verbo, Expedia, they're all sort of becoming household household names. Um, and they all offer an online marketing platform for, for property owners. Um, but they do offer a limited customer service. So a lot of that customer interaction is being left um, to to the owners um, to, to sort of cater and, and, and to accommodate that. So we're sort of talking about sort of customer interactions such as obtaining payments, security security deposits, responding to customer inquiries before and during a stay, collection of feedback, the cleaning, the property management, customer complaints. So that's when um, you can look at sort of agencies who can offer a fuller package for you. So as well as marketing your property, they are booking agents as well. So they are taking a lot of that customer service away from you, but also being able to offer management and maintenance packages as well for you there. So the cleaning and laundry of your property as well. In terms of their specialities, when you're looking at those online platforms, they specialize in last minute breaks. They specialize in short breaks. that's a reason why, you know, Sykes as ourselves, we do partner with, with all of those that I've named there and, and many, many more. There's over 500 partners um, out there that we we let with um, because we know their value in really increasing and optimizing on income and booking levels for our property owners. Whereas someone like ourselves specialize in uh, longer duration. So if we look at our average duration, it's actually just over 6.1 uh, nights per per stay there. So we operate very much on a week is is king. You only have one 52-week calendar. Um, so you have to make best use of that. And typically those online platforms have been operating with hotels where there's multiple properties on multiple bedrooms. Some of our owners only have the one. So they really have to optimize um, and make the best use of that 52-week calendar. And that's where our speciality comes in to make sure that we can get those week-long stays and, of course, those short breaks um, and last-minute breaks uh, to, to support that. The only other thing in terms of market leading uh, you know, with ourselves, we're, we're market leading when it comes to pricing. So we have market leading revenue management teams in-house um, where they are 
watching sort of rates, watching the market, watching customer behavior throughout um, to make sure that every owner is optimizing uh, on their on their income and rental weeks per stay as well there, as well as offering sort of unrivaled customer satisfaction levels. And, uh, you know, one thing that, that sort of springs to mind when we talk about, you know, the sort of market leading British Travel Awards, uh, it's a award event that happens every year. It's voted for by customers and, and by owners. And that is where they do vote for the best uh, self-catering uh, holiday letting agencies out there we all go up against each other um, Sykes have won that eight years in a row so it's it's satisfaction and recognition that it just means that we're doing something right out there okay and Bob Atkinson if I can turn to you I mean people when they think of a holiday let might think of a cottage in the Yorkshire Dales or the new forest or you know a beautiful little bijou residence overlooking the Cornish coast is it that sort of traditional view or is it all shapes and sizes and nationwide? Well, um, that, uh, what you just portrayed there is a bit like your chocolate box cottage, right? Uh, and that's what so many people think of when they think of a holiday let. But it can be so many different things. The sheer number of people who come and stay in UK cities, both as UK domestic travellers and in more normal ties, overseas travellers coming and visiting the UK, and they stay in uh, apartments, studios uh, that are often rented out on these platforms like Airbnb. You know, that it goes from one end completely to the other. And holiday letting takes place all over the UK. It, it isn't just in those traditional uh, uh, cottage style locations although having said that somewhere like Cornwall which you would kind of think of right as being a kind of real cottage style location is right up there as one of the most searched and most stayed in locations for people uh, searching this kind of accommodation but don't be fooled by this kind of little country cottage thatched roof kind of stone look and feel of a place it really is everything from those traditional things all the way through to real high-end high-spec custom modern properties built in those kinds of locations that attract uh, you know investors into this market from you know uh, people with so much money to burn it's untrue all the way to uh, people who've got just a few thousand and they're looking for something that they can perhaps uh, invest in as a second home that they can have as a holiday uh, for themselves but also that they can make an income from by letting out but it, it really is everything a bit of everything all over the country uh, but of course there are locations locations that uh, uh, are going to have much higher demand than others because surely when we go away on holiday people want to go to specific places quite often. Okay and Vanessa Warwick I mean just taking on what Bob said there I mean who is holiday letting is it is it the retired is it the empty nesters is it the young professionals with a bit of money is, is there a is there a typical uh, sort of like a person who is letting? I, I'm not sure that there is I think um you know, it appeals to a lot of people for many, many different reasons. Um, a lot of people like the thought of having a second home that they can visit, uh, you know, at weekends or, or, or summer holiday breaks or Christmas or whenever. And I think that desire will have, you know, been greatly amplified because of um, what people have experienced during COVID-19 lockdown. Um, people's priorities have changed in life a lot over the last year for obvious reasons. Um, and I, I know that we're seeing a huge trend towards uh, second homes because people want that place to escape to uh, where they can get outdoors and so on. So there's there's that element. Then there's uh, the element of somebody 
who might be thinking of retiring uh, to the seaside and they buy a property now to rent out for 10 or 20 years, uh, knowing that they've bought their dream retirement home and they'll be able to go there um, when they're ready to in, in the years ahead. Or there's somebody like myself who is a combination of both. I have bought my seaside retirement home um, in 2006. Um, I've been renting it out as a holiday let um, until such times as I move there permanently. And I also have other holiday lets, which are just much more from a business point of view. That they, they can appeal to anyone and everyone. And I, I think, you know, as these podcasts will be exploring, um, that they, they are going to increase in popularity hugely over the coming years. And I truly believe that we are entering what I'm calling a golden era for holiday lets. And Bob, of course, we must not forget the, the huge ownership of foreign properties as well for holiday letting by uh, Brits. I mean, what sort of numbers are we looking at there? No, indeed. I know uh, Rachel touched on before that um, I think it's estimated that something like 300,000 or so uh, holiday let properties here in the UK. Um, but, you know, Brits own something like five and a half million second properties of which, you know, a proportion we've already discussed there are used for UK holiday letting. Uh, many are used for, for letting for long term letting, which is another way of making money on those. But of course, uh, a huge number of own property overseas. And uh, it's something like 800,000 Brits have property interests overseas, of which around a half a million are in um, the EU. So, you know, going to the likes of Spain, where you've got your little apartment or your villa, and going back and forth constantly, places like the Algarve, uh, you know, they're really, really hugely popular with Brits and have been for many years, ever since really probably the days of the timeshare, which uh, many will remember back from the kind of 80s and 90s, which um, uh, have had a, a lot of checkered press over the years, but it's what helped get people into, you know, owning property overseas for many of them. But yeah, it's it's something Britons really, really love. And I think I saw a survey not not so long ago this year issued by uh, Park Leisure, who are one of the big UK holiday companies offering caravan parks, etc., around the UK. And they'd done a survey where they'd asked Brits, uh, you know, whether they aspired to own a holiday home in the UK. And of the respondents. 77%, that's over three quarters of Brits said they have an aspiration to own a holiday home in the UK. And that just plays back to, to what Vanessa was saying there about, you know, potentially, you know, this is a golden era. People want to do it, whether they can afford to do it and whether they can find the right property to do it as well is another matter. But people certainly want that. It's a dream. And it comes back to everything to do with holidays. Holidays for people are their dreams. They, they want to have them. They want to enjoy them. They don't see them as luxuries anymore. And, uh, you know, for some, holiday letting is going to be an ideal way to be able to do that. Rachel, what are the drivers for those wanting to, to holiday let? Why do they want to get into property in the first place, do you find? Is it a business uh, type scenario or is it, you know, it's a nest egg for the future. It's a property for them to retire to, like Vanessa alluded to. It is a mix, and each owner sort of has their own motivations to holiday letting. We do have those who are looking at it purely from an investment perspective, those who are doing it as part of a pension plan, a better return uh, on sort of their savings to improve on their savings. And others, it's land diversification. It's farmers who are looking at their unused land, thinking how they can make additional income from that, or potentially somebody that's looking 
looking at a derelict barn conversion, for example, and thinking, what can they do there? Um, we have lots of people that have part of their houses, so wings of their houses or potentially an annex on site that they're looking to do. And some people get into it for a career change. You know, they want to manage that property themselves. Others, it's a social aspect. It's a way of, of meeting other people, especially when they are sort of in retirement. Um, it gives them a, almost a new a new sort of purpose. I think interestingly um, for me is that 75% of our owners are actually new to holiday letting when they come on board with us. So you don't need to be a pro at this. Um, it's something that you can get into from scratch and we can help you and learn, uh, you know, for you to learn along the way and we can give you all of our successes and make sure that you're on the right foot um, and I completely agree with with Bob there and um, with the park leisure quote you know we had a little look at different um, sort of age age bands into their sort of aspirations of holiday letting and when we looked at sort of 18 year olds to 24 year olds 44 percent of them said that they had an aspiration to owning a holiday let in the future so I think we're looking at even a, a new generation a new wave you know in the future that I don't think there's any signs of this sort of slowing down down. And that was about a 13% increase year on year as well. So that is becoming more and more popular. As Bob said, it's not this luxury anymore. It's something that's within grasp. It's within reach that everyone wants a sort of piece of the cake, really. OK. And Vanessa, holiday letting is a good investment, not only for yourself, but also got to think a bit, a bit wider. It's a good investment for the country as well, because it's giving money back into the economy and helping it. It most certainly is. I, I would say, uh, in just my opinion, that I think it's good to have uh, a, a you know a small portfolio of standard occupancy buy to lets uh, first before you diversify into holiday lets, unless you've got very other significant income. Because the big difference between a standard buy to let and a holiday let is obviously once you have a tenant in situ in a buy to let property they're you know paying the rent month on month with a holiday let it, it could be void for longer periods and you have to be able to cover those void periods if you have a mortgage on the property so the way i got started in holiday lets was i built my portfolio of single occupancy lets first so i had a nice cash flowing net cash flow month on month and then um towards the end of my kind of portfolio building phase, I then diversified into holiday lets. So if my holiday lets are void, then my standard buy to let property income covers the mortgages on those properties. So that that's how I did it. Um, it's a very good investment and particularly now because of this golden era that I'm going to keep referring back to, um, but also because of the tax benefits um, and for standard, you know, occupancy buy to let, uh, five years ago, a new tax regime was introduced called Section 24, which is an extremely onerous and draconian tax. And it essentially means that you can't reclaim your mortgage interest against tax. So it's gone through now into its full rollout and you can get a 20% tax credit. But for a lot of people, it's pushed them into a higher rate tax bracket, or if you're in already a higher rate taxpayer it's it's made the tax just absolutely ridiculous and 
you know, not worth really doing buy to let anymore. So for that reason, um, a lot of people have turned to holiday lets because I mentioned earlier, they are regarded by HMRC as a trading activity and they have much more favorable uh, you know, tax conditions. So they are an, a very tax efficient investment. Um, and yes, you're absolutely right. They do um, bring money into the, the local economy. People coming on holiday want to dine out at restaurants. They want to go and get, uh, you know, their souvenirs and uh, visit local attractions and, and all that good stuff. So they're a hugely important part of of the UK economy, and I think they actually deserve more recognition for that. Yeah, it's it's been the fastest growing sector, hasn't it? Tourism uh, since twenty ten, and by twenty twenty five, the tourism industry in the UK is set to be worth over two hundred and fifty seven billion pounds. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yes, it it really really is, and you know, as a holiday let owner, I go out of my way to try and support the local economy and community. For instance, um, for all of our holiday lets, um, we've used local artists' um, artwork to, you know, on the walls in the holiday let. Uh, we, we use local produce uh, in our welcome packs and that kind of thing. So I, I don't want to be this remote person that has no interest or investment in the local community. I want to be actively supporting the local economy by doing those those little things that I can do uh, to assist. Bob, we've had the staycation boom, but since then as well, we've also had to deal with a pandemic and some people might say Brexit as well. Is it a good time to be investing in holiday letting, considering what's been happening to the country over the last couple of years? Well, I think certainly in terms of demand from people for holidays in the UK, then yes, of course, demand is through the roof. You know, last year we were faced with a whole range of restrictions at different times of the year as to whether you could go away. Uh, whether you could go overseas, etc., uh, and all that did was 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 push a lot of people to choose to holiday in the UK because they felt they didn't really have a great deal of other option at that point if they definitely wanted to have a break. Uh, and so certainly through the peak periods of last year, such as the summer school holidays, um, you know, supply really you know was low. Things were very heavily booked up, uh, and so you know if you've got a property and uh, it is available for you to rent out as a holiday let you know you were going to be pretty much guaranteed to uh, to be able to rent that out certainly through the very very busy weeks and you know people want their trips they want a holiday they feel they want to change they feel that they want to get away at some point this year and those who are willing to go away this year and willing to to, to travel uh, whether that be in the UK or when they're allowed to overseas they will go uh, but the UK is going to have a bumper year for for UK tourism once those doors are open not just for those people who are letting properties out it'll be all sectors hotels caravan parks camping i mean for god's sake i went camping last year i've never been camping in my life uh, but i went camping in the uk last year i invested in a tent and my god am i going to get my money's worth out of that tent this year when i can get a chance to go away but yeah it's it's in terms of demand the demand is there so if 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 you're if you have a property 
and it's the right kind of property in the right places and you know and it's you know done out well you know you should be able to 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 rent that out without any real issues it's i guess it's just deciding uh you know where that's going to be and um how are you going to do it the other very attractive thing about uk holiday lets is um you know you get in your car you drive there and then you're there there's no going to the airport queuing um, which can be quite a challenge if you've got young children, you know, flight delays, uh, you don't have any of that kind of uh, hassle. It's very straightforward. And, you know, as we come out of uh, COVID lockdown, some people naturally still have concerns about um you know, the, the virus um, and a holiday let is almost like a self-contained uh, isolation pod, isn't it? You can you can go there with your little bubble um, and uh, and stay there. And uh, there's, it's very, very simple and straightforward. No, no hassle of of traveling, really just get in your car and drive. So I think that is also making uh, holiday lets very appealing as well. Yeah, very, very much so. There, there is this, there is that section of the population who, uh, you know, are, are very mistrusting of, 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 of going out in the open and, and meeting up with groups of people. So having that self-contained property you know, works really, really well. And yeah, of course, there's going to be people who the first chance they can get up and get on a plane and go overseas are going to do it. And, you know, good luck to them. Go and do it and enjoy because that's part of the uh, the wide range of things that you can do in life. But UK, these kinds of properties this year, you know, it's where it's where the demand really is over and above everything else, where you can, if it, for want of a better phrase, isolate yourself and then you choose to opt in and out of the local services, depending on how you feel. But you're still getting that holiday. That's the main thing. It's that holiday away from home in uh, in, in somewhere that is, is probably aspirational to you. But Rachel, what about the, the overseas holiday home owner? The events of the last couple of years in the UK in terms of what's been happening in Europe and pulling away from Europe, has that put people off investing in a holiday home overseas or is there still a demand for that there too? Um, I mean, dealing with the, the, the UK only, of course, we've seen a huge influx of owners that are, you know, would, would typically have probably looked overseas or they have had properties overseas um, and then they're looking to now expand into the UK. Um, just as, you know, if anything was to continue, I think they're, they're seeing that last year, people fell back in love with the UK. They fell back in love with what Britain has to offer. And people experienced, as, as, as Bob said, you know, getting out in the beautiful nature that is actually on your doorstep with your camp and tent, um, that people want a piece of that action. People want to, to, to get in on that. So. You know, sort of having a look for for, for us, um, as I said, some of that uh, overseas interest has switched over to um, actually owning a property in the UK and the sort of added benefits to that as well. And I've, I've owned property uh, overseas myself. Um, and certainly at the moment, um, if I was to still be in that position where I was owning it, I would find incredible challenges um, to how I look after that property, how I service it. You know, I would be having to use overseas agents or, or rely on people overseas to be able to do a lot of that stuff for me. I wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, just either fly or ferry, depending on where, where this location was, just back and forth um, because our travel is restricted at the moment. We're not able to do that. Um, and also the ability for us to maybe to be able to earn income if we chose to 
rent that property out overseas again would also be very very limited as as you know the markets for people to travel uh, certainly in in places like Europe is is very very heavily restricted uh, and is likely to be restricted for for a, for a while to come so I think this option between overseas and UK when it's here in the UK and it's on your own soil it's probably a lot more easier to deal with than it is when you're having to deal with somewhere uh, overseas which you can't easily and readily uh, able visit and, and go and check out. And Vanessa, what sort of change in demands by consumers have we seen on their holiday lets? What are they looking for now which is different to say five, ten years ago? I think that's a very good and pertinent question. Um, I think that expectations of guests has risen very significantly. Um, I always recall my my parents, my elderly parents went to a holiday let near Woolacombe Beach and it was a very sad, shabby little cottage that hadn't had any much work done on it and the mattress was so lumpy and lopsided that my 82-year-old father fell out of bed. Um, this was 10 years ago. And those properties just will not cut it in the in the current marketplace. Uh, consumers have very, very high expectations. Rachel and I have discussed this before, actually. We, we feel that people want to actually stay somewhere nicer than their own home. And they have extremely high demands in terms of cleanliness, which is only you know, been reinforced by the last year or so. And, you know, my belief is that people expect to walk into a holiday let, find it extremely well equipped of an extremely high standard, very, very good condition decor wise, and to look like nobody else has ever stepped foot in that property before them. That is what the market demands, in my opinion. That is the standard that I do my holiday lets to myself. So, um, you know, Bob alluded to it earlier that people are going on holiday. This is this is their dream. Uh, it's what they look forward to. Uh, it's you know their escape. And you know, as holiday let owners, we have a responsibility to make sure that they have an absolutely wonderful time. And that's one of the key things that I enjoy about being a holiday let owner is getting these fantastic reviews. Uh, from from my guests saying what a fantastic holiday they had at, at my properties. That is just the icing on the cake, really, for me, that, that I get that kind of feedback. So, yes, um, things have changed in the past uh, five to ten years, I would say. Um, the game is it has changed. The bar has been raised higher. But I, I only regard that as a good thing. People want a bit of a wow factor, don't they? Um, you know, th this is something, you know, we're... we're, we're, we're we're a society these days that live on social media and you know people want those places that they can pop up those Instagram photos of, of these amazing properties whether they be tiny little you know uh, one bedroom places that just have that something extra all the way through to really big impressive uh, uh, you know houses I, I was lucky enough to visit a, a, a property in the last uh, week or so for some work that I was doing for a client and um, 
you know, this property, when you walked into it, um, you thought, oh, okay, it seems quite nice. And then you went through to this kind of enormous open plan, kitchen, dining, living area with a log burner in it, all these wonderful appliances in the kitchen. It was all sleek and shiny, beautiful fixtures and fittings, great big bifold doors and, um, uh, you know, uh, those kind of Velux light things to let the light in. It was, it was, you just, your mouth just dropped. It was awesome and you think wow i would love to come and take a break here and of course you look outside and there you go it's got a feature like a hot tub you know it's these kinds of you know real wow moments and features like hot tubs or games rooms within properties that you know when you go away as a as a family or as a group or with your friends whatever it is you're doing and you go and stay somewhere like that you think oh wow you know i wish we could do this at home i wish i could have that at home and where people have got some features like that at home that's what they expect when they they go somewhere they they they'd like a bit of wow when they're on their breaks and uh, if if people doing holiday letting can provide that then uh, you know that's when they're going to get those bookings continuously they'll fill the place and they'll get those all important reviews reviews uh, as vanessa mentioned there as you know you're a landlord yourself you get a great review my god that makes you feel good so vanessa you know you make an investment you want to return on it are there great rates of return if you get it right um and we'll be going into more detail on how to do that over the course of these podcasts but essentially um i'll give you a very very rough guide Typically, what you would achieve for one month on a single occupancy let, you will achieve for one week on, on a holiday let at high season. So as a, for instance, one of my holiday lets um, will typically rent out, if I did it just as a single occupancy to a tenant, it would rent out for $8.50 a month. But as a holiday let, it rents out for about eight nine five. dollars a week during the high season. So if you build up that occupancy, yes, it can be extremely good returns, uh, you know, for your investment. So Rachel, as, as the consumer becomes more aspirational, the bar has been risen, but the challenge is there for the holiday homeowner. And it's one that they're gonna relish, isn't it? For a homeowner um, and a property owner, the main sort of aspiration that you have is to ensure that your customers, your holiday makers, have the best experience whilst they're at your property. And our, our homeowners take so much pride in that. Um, and even when we look at some of the, you know, sort of tax benefits that um, Vanessa was alluding to um, earlier, you know, there's things like uh, capital allowance, which means that you can deduct some of the cost of fitting your property out out to this luxury standard that we're talking about here um, against your sort of pre-tax profits. So there is benefits in that of, of you going, you know, sort of all in at the start um, and getting your property up to that, that fantastic standard. You know, when we look at our customer base, I mean, we have a, about a quarter of our, our customer base that are looking for that quirky property, something unique. It's it's really time to think outside the box. And we certainly have properties that, that tick that box. We have... Um, double-decker buses, you know, that are Harry Potter inspired. We have railway carriages that you can have your morning coffee. I've seen converted helicopters before today. So it, it really is time to, to, to sort of get some inspiration, think outside the box. And, you know, long gone are the days when it is just about that traditional cottage. They're still popular, but but so are some unique experiences. And um, we've got, you know, another quarter that are looking for character. They're looking for history. But the 
most popular sort of property type, and it has been for a number of years, is the luxury properties, as both Vanessa and Bob have been um, advising you. And the luxury features of those open fires, the hot tubs, and even with COVID, that that's actually changed some of uh, some of the sort of features that customers are looking for. You know, thinking about that bathroom to bedroom sort of ratio um, and making sure that people can have their own space you know when we're, we're thinking about that cleanliness especially if you are going away with with other people well-equipped quick kitchens the UK has fell in love with home cooking again and and and, and baking so you know it, it really needs to be that home away from home so you're thinking about your egg cups you're thinking about your pizza cutter your ice cream scoop you know you're thinking about everything that they're potentially going to need and wi-fi is another one that has always been very very popular but now more than ever you have you know the children checking in on their social media going on to netflix accounts and and disney plus and, and amazon prime but also you have people working you know from some of these properties that just fancy a change of scenery people are feeling a little bit locked in you know by the same four walls so they're maybe going to some properties and actually having you know a little bit of extra time where you know as soon as 5 30 hits they can actually go for a lovely walk or they can go to you know the sort of coastline and walk walk down the, the the sort of beach and as Vanessa said it's it's all about that ease there's no worry of checking in and and going through you know sort of um all of the bag checks and you know I've been there before where you you know you're there with your luggage thinking please 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 be under the 20 kilos you know you're putting on five jumpers you know to make sure that your suitcase isn't over where you can pack your car up to the brim and you can take everything for the children my sort of fun fact is that we actually took away more dogs than we did children last year um so you know make your property uh, cater for your fairy friends too not just not just your children so we're looking at sort of any outdoor space there or even a lawn garden patio anywhere that there is some outdoor space um, and just making it you know it comfortable for, for for absolutely everybody and that's a huge benefit of staying in the UK that you can actually take pets with you um, you know looking at the sort of data just accepting a pet you're increasing your revenue uh, by over 11% just by accepted a pet at your property um, so it's it's quite a big difference for not much of a, of a of a sort of outlay there and then lastly my other point was just on on contactless entry as well so all you know the, the key safes that are located it's the ease of you just arriving at your property you know at any point whether it's after work you know you haven't got a specific time to to sort of check in but you haven't got to worry about handing over keys or meeting somebody um, it's just a nice easy that you've got a code you've got the the the, the password to sort of get in to your um, to your key safe and then you can let yourself into your property as and when you please then as well so that contactless entry has certainly been a sort of popular feature at the moment as well well in summary it's a growing market there are great rates of return on an investment you're contributing to the national well-being with holiday homes and of course it's driving income into those areas of the country with perhaps low forms of of other employment so it's a win-win Thank you very much for joining us, Rachel, Vanessa, and also Bob as well. And in the next episode, we'll look at getting your property ready for the market, the size of property, features, fixtures and fittings, managing the property for changeover, cleaning and maintenance, running costs, and of course, insurance and safety certifications as well. Inside Holiday Letting with Sykes Holiday Cottages. Thanks very much for joining us, Rachel, Vanessa and Bob. <laughs>